0: we go. We on Gary? Okay. So you guys are a little older than the crew I normally talk to. (laughs) I'm normally, uh, let's see, we've been what, 20 years this September we'll be here? Yeah, and 19 of it was spent back there with the kids. So I took a break on Wednesday and Pastor Rick got me in the lobby last Wednesday and he said, hey, I hear you're not doing anything back there anymore. How about doing something up here? And I said, all right. I served in the Navy from 1989 to 1993 and served on board submarines. I've been a police officer for going on 22 years. And I've been involved in homicides and very serious matters. And I've never felt more pressure than I feel right now because I don't want (laughs) to let God down. So I want to bring the word that God put on my heart. I want God to be the center stage here, not me. And I think um, my wife reminded me of something Gucci said that, hides behind the cross and i think that's a good place to be because then god is really coming through so if we can pray father god your will not mine your glory to you be all the praise lord god we know why we're here we're here to get a word from you lord god so i pray lord god that it's your anointing that comes through tonight that i take a back seat and that you are forefront of everything that's going to take place tonight lord i'm believing for healings i'm believing for deliverance i'm believing for redemption i'm believing for salvation and may you receive the glory in jesus name amen so pastor rick asked me to talk a little bit about healing and i said what do i know and on my job in order to be a good cop you got to be a great thief and what i mean by that is you learn from everyone that went before you you take pieces of what they teach you, and then you apply it to your tool belt. And I've done the same sitting under his tutelage for the past, uh, when did you take over, 05, 06? So past 15 years, he's been preaching and somebody's been listening. And I think a lot of us have been listening. One of the reasons um, I agreed to do this was, we have a lot of warriors in this church, soldiers. He's one of them, Kim's one of them. Uh, Pastor Mike, Pastor Frank, Jay We have a whole crew of people we can name that are warriors And those warriors need armor bearers And the armor bearers come into play when our warriors need our help And that's why when he said do this I said no problem, I'm nervous as heck I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth tonight I can tell you no curse words will come out Because she's here (laughs) She's cute so he's not just my pastor, he's my friend, and I'll do anything to help him get back on his feet because I love it when he's up here. So, so one of the thoughts that came to mind as I was preparing for this, and I agonized over this. I was reading. I'm like, what am I going to do, God? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then Monday morning I went outside and I was just reading and praying, and I'm a visual guy. I, ha- I don't do things like Pastor Gertie. I don't, I don't do... Uh, visual aids. But I do PowerPoints. I do them pretty good. Um, So who are you looking to when you're in the midst of what's going on in your lives? Who is your support? Where are you going? And, you know, if we look back to the kings of Israel, how many times God delivered them, and then all of a sudden they forgot who he was, and they started looking elsewhere. And uh, there were 14 generations from David to the exile to Babylon, And the only king that really took up after David's heart was Josiah, and his reign ended early. He got a little arrogant, and he died young, but the point was this. Every time God would deliver them, then they'd look to man to be the deliverer next time. And when we do that, we kind of fall off where we should be in accordance with the word. Now, we can go to the next slide. So, in the dictionary, faith as we can see, it's a complete trust in someone or something. Next slide. But biblically speaking, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we remember after Jesus rose, and he was with the disciples, and Thomas said what? Unless I stick my fingers in the wounds, unless I poke his side, I'm not going to believe it. And then what did Jesus say? Well, you, you've seen, so blessed are you, but more blessed are you who have not seen yet believed. That's faith. But what kind of faith? What are we looking for? Is it the kind of faith that says, hey, I go where people have church? Or I go because I want to be in God's church. I want to soak in that salvation message. See, it's not enough just to know that Jesus' name is in the book. It's not enough just to know that, yeah, there's a historical context that says he died on the cross and he went like this for each one of us. It's you have to believe it. You have to take it in. You have to really find it in your heart to say, yeah, he did that. And why? What did he save us from? Eternal damnation. And then it's not just enough to say, okay, I'm going to come here and get mine. Now it's also we need to focus in on what Jesus would have us do, follow him in his ways. Are we going to do it perfectly? No. But that's why we've been hearing a lot about repentance over the last couple months. Next slide. Everybody is blessed with different measures of faith this is something i learned through the preaching here and through my studies so in case you can't tell i assume that's supposed to be moses but if you look at the guy in the scuba gear that's been every one of us at one point or another in our walk right and there's two ways we can exercise our faith one it's when it applies to you two it's when you're doing something for someone else but I equate that to the first time someone fires a handgun. You have your magazine in the magazine well. You rack the action. you got a bullet in the chamber. You point, you aim at the target, and you go, oh, right? And you flinch. Why? You're not sure if it's going to work. You're not sure if you're going to hit the target. You're not sure if the kickback's going to hurt you. And everyone has experienced that in their walk. Oh, man, I really want to pray for this person, but what if God doesn't show up? You know what? Different measures of faith. The second you step out, just take one step in faith. It'll get easier. I don't want to be up here tonight. I mean, I do want to be up here tonight, but I, it's, not, it's not where I excel. I excel with the kids, I think. But you never know. God can use anyone in any situation, irregardless of where you're at in your walk, okay? Everyone's faith is different. Remember, there was the parable where a man brought his son to Jesus and he kept throwing himself in the fire and the water, right? And... What did Jesus say? Do you believe believe I can do this? And he says, yeah, but I need help with my unbelief. And we all need that. And that's okay to pray, and that's okay to admit. And that's when we're supposed to come around each other. And then if you don't have enough faith, I do. I'll be there with you, and we'll get through it, and we'll pray together. Next slide. So, with faith, there can come healing. Now... One of the things I learned, and I didn't actually count, but I know that healing is mentioned more than 100 times in the Word, and I know that Jesus did approximately, and again, I didn't count, 19 recorded miracles, not including what he did when he was with the 5,000 men plus women and children, and then again with the 4,000 men plus women and children. So, who knows how many miracles he did. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't realize good Um, but when you come for healing and you come for prayer tonight and you don't get an instantaneous boom healing that doesn't mean you lack faith you know it it just means that god is going to work something through you next slide okay so tom and i were talking about this before the service started everyone or if you're not familiar with isaiah 53 this is where the prophet was talking about what jesus is going to do with us you know he was bruised for our iniquities by his stripes were healed so when I was researching this and I was looking it up using my commentaries uh, one of the things they were saying is that what they're talking about here is not just physical healing but deliverance from sin because sin can cause sickness sin can cause mental illness sin can cause you to not be able to walk if you remember when the four friends lowered the, f- the friend through the roof right what did Jesus say your sins are forgiven and the pharisees had an issue with that right so when he say, which is easier say get up take up your mat and walk or your sins are forgiven so there is some correlation between our sinful life and when we're under a trial when we're going through something and we do need deliverance from that and that's what the scripture is exactly talking about and jesus gave that freely to us remember he was with god and he gave that up to come be born in the flesh he knows hunger he knows sadness He knows pain he knows insults he knows that people were talking about him healing him one day and they're calling for his crucifixion the next he knows and he was part flesh too next slide so why bring it to jesus well again in matthew 11 he tells you come to me all you who are weary and he's not talking about tired he's talking about where's your spirit what's going on are you heavy in your spirit is something going on with you that you need help with? You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll take it. I'll take it on my shoulders. And he did. And Philippians 4, 6, I believe Kelly mentioned this tonight. Be anxious for nothing. And what is the instruction from Paul? By the way, so we say, okay, so Paul's saying this, right? So I'm a firm believer. 2 Timothy three sixteen says what? All scriptures God breathed, right? It's alive. It's active. Hebrews also says that. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. Dividing soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So if this word is alive, and this is how God speaks to us, if you've ever heard anyone come up here and say, well, God spoke to me, he speaks to us through the word. Okay? He influences us. He gives us, you know, I've never heard the audible voice of God, and I'm glad I've never heard the actual voice because it would probably kill me. I'm not, I'm filthy rags. I can't be in his presence. But I have heard him plenty of times through his word. I've heard him plenty of times through the worship. You, You don't know how powerful the worship is. You know, in the midst of worship, if we get into true worship, you will find healing, redemption, forgiveness. You will find surrender, okay? That's the purpose of worship. So, remember, sin can lead to sickness, and that's why we need to get right with God. If you're struggling with something, don't don't be ashamed. I mean, that's what the devil wants. He wants to remind you, hey, remember that time you shot up? You, You don't deserve to be up at that altar. Yes, you do. That's why you're here. Uh, I believe it was, was it Tom said it? This is a hospital. This is what we are. you know, I think it was prophesied years ago. We're supposed to be a hospital for the sick. And when we say sick, we're not just talking about a shoe, a cold. It could be a mental health issue. It could be uh, uh, an impairment of one of your appendages. It could be something that you're struggling with. That all is what God wants from you. Next slide. And... The scripture does say, "What any two more agree on anything, it'll be done according to my Father's will. So what causes us to shy away from going for that healing? Fear. Okay. Oh, did I have the wrong slide up? Oh, yeah. I did front and back. So Uh, next slide. There we go. Fear. So fear is what gripped me back in 2020 with the COVID pandemic. And all you saw, first of all, I was on the front lines. I was out there, I was going to the death cases. I was seeing people die. I was seeing people alive yesterday, dead today, okay? Healthy people, people that you wouldn't think would die. And was it COVID? I don't know, but what was the media putting in your mind day in and day out? Fear. What were they putting on the screen? This many deaths, then this many deaths, then this many deaths. So when I caught COVID, the enemy got a hold of me because I had a person in my unit who had the BRCA gene. If you don't know what the BRCA gene is, that's a cancerous gene that women get and it causes breast cancer. And I had another uh, coworker that was immune compromised. And we had a major that said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not staying out of work. I don't wanna hear no more about COVID, you go to work. So I went to work knowing I was sick and it just absolutely killed me. I thought i killed these people. And then, um, sorry. Um, I went through a very dark time. Sorry. Anyway. um, And it was a lonely time because no one knew what I was going through. No one, it was just, um, anyway. So I started to pray. I started to seek God, but not right away. I let fear get in the way. And I just stayed in my room. You asked Diana. They were all out in the living room. It was coming up to Christmas time, and I just stayed in my room. I wouldn't come out, I wouldn't do anything. And uh, so I said, you know, it's just not working. I went to the doctor, he gave me some pills, and that was making it worse. So then I started to pray, and I started to pray, and, and I kid you not, and Diana could testify, I went probably a good 30 days without sleeping. I would get five minutes here, five minutes there. I would stare at the walls from 9 a.m., uh, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. until someone got up. So it was a very, and the devil knew how to work that, right? So then I started to pray. I said, let me go the other way, and I prayed. I mean, I was doing hours on end, and I was praising, and I was praying, and I reached out to Pastor Rick, and he said, do me a favor, stop praying. He goes, God heard you the first time. Just simmer down, yeah, and that was an eye-opener. So from there, I started just to study, and one of the things I came across, and I'll be on another slide in a minute, is ask God to show you how things really are, not how you perceive them to be. And once I grabbed hold of that, Deliverance came to my doorstep And I can tell you, I sit here two years later Completely healed No issues Next So, we know that Scripture says God did not give us a spirit of fear But what? Spirit of power Spirit of love Okay, He gave us authority over these things And why do we have authority? Because we're heirs to the kingdom But I say to you next slide. Where's your fear? You're afraid of relapse? Are you afraid of not knowing where your finances are coming from? Are you afraid of what you're going to eat? Are you afraid of what people think of you? Are you afraid that you're not even saved? That's a huge one. A lot of people question that. I know I did. When I was going through COVID and I thought this was the end and I was checking out along with my (laughs) friends. I thought man I I know what salvation is but it was a real gut check for me to figure out that I needed to let all that go and I can't tell you well I'm looking forward to dying today because the flesh is still alive in us so we want to live I want to see my kids grow up I want to see my daughters get married I want to see my son go play pro football somewhere it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen he's good with his hands he'll be a carpenter Uh, it's okay because JC was too Um, you know why he can't wear jewelry right Jesus he's a chain breaker so (laughs) if you're questioning your salvation that's a good time to get together with a mature brother someone who is advanced in their walk with God I'm not saying old I'm saying someone that's been walking with God for a period of time and that is in the word and talk to them that's not a good place to be so what else causes fear next slide oh we all have trials I'm sorry, the trials go into the fear. So, but we have to know that the Lord is greater than all trials we will face, but even knowing that, we still have fear, and now the next slide should illustrate why. Because when we're in the midst of a trial, you can't see through to the other side. And that's how I felt back in 2020. I saw no hope on the horizon. I was like, this is just never gonna get better. I'm just never, it, it was one thing after the other. First it was tingling in my hands, and then it was my heart rate was going up to 160 for no reason and then my back went out and then it was one thing after another and i saw no end in sight but that is something that can grip each and every one of us when you can't see the end but you know what next slide jesus can i know matthew definitely talks about this i can't remember which other gospel talks about it but here they are in the boat right so Every time something like this happens, either when he was walking on the water and he told Peter to come out, or they're in the boat and the way... So the story behind the waves is, I guess, because of where the lake was situated, it would have a similar lake effect like we have out in Buffalo. So you get very powerful winds and it would cause these very high waves and these storms to brew. So, but here's Jesus. Why wasn't he panicked? You know why? He told them before they got in the boat what was gonna happen. He said, hey, let's go to the other side. He already told them how it was going to finish, but they didn't hear that. And they took their eyes off the prize, and they started focusing on the storm. Next slide. So even in the garden, Jesus was fully God and fully man. He was agonizing. They say that he was sweating uh, blood. Thank you. And he didn't want to have to be crucified. Who would? Who would want to go through all that? But you know what? He saw what was on the other side of the cross. He knew the end story. So that's why I say, when you're going through your trials, ask God how things really are. Let Him show you how things really are. Don't listen to anyone else. Your walk with God is your personal walk with God. No one can tell you how your walk is supposed to go. You can get guidance from a mature Christian, but it's your walk with God. Next slide. So... Since we have keys to the kingdom of heaven, and I'm, I'm coming in for a landing here, uh, you have access to everything that heaven offers. And that means power, and we sang about power tonight. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead flows in each one of us, and we can exercise that power to cast out demons, to perform healings, to do deliverance. We can do that. Amen. You just got to have faith and take that one step. Next slide. I love John 14 this is where Jesus really hits the the meat and potatoes of what he is to us if we believe in him the works that we do uh, I'm sorry most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also he didn't say maybe he said you will do it he had 33 years on this earth that means he had very short time to make sure that some things he said were documented. And I'm telling you, he made sure these words were written down when John penned this to paper. And he says that, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything, it doesn't say something. you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Next slide. So, my paper's really tiny. I could put these on. You know, when I first came here, I had a lot more hair, a little less belly, and I could see straight, but. So, you may not receive immediate healing. It's not an indictment on your faith, okay? You come, you pray, you believe, okay? I used to have this motto, repent, believe, receive, okay? You do those three things, And that's a recipe for walking with God the right way. Ask God to show you how things really are. Get into the Word, soak it up. You don't have to memorize every John 45, whatever. Just know the Word, okay? It's good to have some scripture memorized, but know the Word. I'm not one of those guys that could tell you every little scripture, some of them speak to me. My wife is, she can regurgitate scripture like nobody's business, but me, I know the Word. But I can't tell you specifically, well, this book and that book. I know I'm, I'm, I'm big into the history of the, of the word and the chronological order of how things happen. Um, repent, believe, and receive. Because we're all heirs once we receive, or once we believe. And remember, heirs in, in the fact that you believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he's the only, only way to salvation, and that his ways are the right ways. And last... Um, Revelations 21.4, and I thought I wrote this down, but the gist of it is this. Here's what's on the other side for us when Jesus calls us home. No more tears, no more pain, no more hurt. So when you come up tonight and pastor brings the prayer teams up, you have to come with an expectation. Come expecting that God is going to meet you at his altar and that he will do what you're going to ask him to do according to his will for his glory. That's all I have praise God good word brother amen we're going to invite you back amen (laughs)